If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. Welcome back to another episode of Oversharing with Erica Shea. That's me. I am really excited for today's episode. We, full disclaimer, recorded this last week, but honestly, it's something that I really needed to hear this week. I've been having a bit of a a go with dating. I'm having kind of a hard time. I think all of us go through ebbs and flows when we're single. Um, and I had a good cry sesh with my therapist and then my mom today. So um, I enjoyed listening back to this one just as much as I hope you guys enjoy this one. And this is my friend, I guess I should say who's on it. This is my friend, Alana Dunn. She is the host and creator of the Seeing Other People podcast. She's incredible. And she is a New Yorker. So if you're a New York listener, she is actually throwing some events that she talks about in this podcast. So make sure you listen out for those. And we've actually never met in person, but we are definitely soul sisters. I really have loved getting to know her. We're like internet friends now. And she has so much good insight. I think she and I relate a lot, but have very different experiences. She's actually in a relationship with a guy she met on Hinge right now, guys. So if that's not hope, I don't know what is. But without further ado, let's get into this right now. This is Alana from the Seeing Other People podcast. Hi, Alana. I'm so glad we're doing this. How are you? How's everything going? I'm kind of freaking out right now. Why? Just because we've talked about doing this for so long and I'm so excited, but it's also like cool to be your first guest. I'm like, ooh, I'm special. That's true. You are the first guest because (laughs) it just feels like the natural person to have on first. I don't know why. It just feels right. So I'm happy to have you. When I tell you like your episode of Seeing Other People is probably my all-time favorite episode and honestly one of the best performing episodes too. It's just like – who. You and me, we're, it's we're good something vibes. special. It is something special. It's And also, are you wearing green right now too? I am. We're literally matching. So. Of course we are. Yeah, not shocked at all whatsoever. None. Um, okay, so yeah, if anyone like missed somehow Alana from Seeing Other People, it's a very cool dating podcast. You always – so it's one day a week you do like a quote-unquote expert and then one day a week you have just like a – how do you find these people? Unfiltered episode. So it's funny, the unfiltered episodes, I actually have an easier time finding people for just because I put it out there. Like if you want to come on the the podcast, if you have something you want to talk about, email me, I will bring you on. And I've never like said no to somebody unless like I literally don't have time in the schedule for it. But usually, you know, people will just email me like, hey, here's what I went through or what I'm going through. I'd love to come and talk about it. Like even if it helps one person, like that's my whole thing is if it helps one person, because I only have my experiences to pull from, you know, totally. as much as I feel like I've been through so much, I haven't been through everything. And and I really wanted to create this space where it's not just like me spewing shit at everybody. Right. Everyone else can come on and, and use this platform, this space that I've created to share their truth and what they've been through and, you know, hopefully help everybody else feel less alone in whatever they're going through. Exactly. And it's like the same mission statement here, just like, you know, different things. Mine's like all of life and yours is yeah. so focused on dating, which honestly, I've been thinking about it. I'm like almost every episode I end up talking about dating in some way because it's such a huge part of the point in my life I'm in. Yeah. Well, and- it's the thing about dating and relationships in general are they impact every single other aspect of our lives and all of those other aspects of our lives impact our dating lives, our relationships. So it is so intertwined. So like I'll find myself talking about body image one day and career the next day and mental health, but it all ties back to dating. 
it literally all like somehow is in the middle of your relationship and it's like the third member of your relationship is all the other shit going on. So um, okay, so the reason I wanted to bring you on first and foremost, I have like nine other things I want to talk to you about, but the biggest thing is figuring out how people can like reset their dating lives with it being a new year. I know we're like three weeks in now, but I've had people ask me like, how do you start dating again if you've taken a break or if you just like me really need some good juju like really badly? (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, if you have taken a break, I'm really proud of you. That's something that is hard to do just because we feel so much pressure to be dating, to be putting ourselves out there and sucking it up and going on dates that we're not excited for. And I think that once you get into that headspace of like, everything sucks, I hate this and Mm -hmm. it's terrible, like you're not going to find somebody. You're not going to have a good time. So the best thing you can do in that case is take a break and focus on yourself. This is where I am like as of yesterday. I'm like, I don't want to do this right now. So I am going to take a break. And then I'm going to listen back to this podcast when I'm ready to get back into it. So this is perfect. Exactly. And and that's my next thing with coming off of a break. And maybe it's a break after a breakup. You took time to heal, whatever it is. You will know. People always ask me, Alana, how will I know when it's time to get back out there? I promise you, you will know. You'll yeah. have an itch. You'll see somebody on the street and like out of nowhere be like, ooh, that person's right. really cute. Like, wow, wait, was that me? Like thinking somebody else was cute and thinking, wow, I wish I could go on a date with that person. Or you'll, you know, just have an itch to see, okay, I wonder who's on the dating apps now. Or right. I just took this picture. Wow, I look so good. You know what? That would be a perfect hinge pick, a perfect bumble picture. You'll have this itch to see what's out there to get back out there. And that is when you'll know. And if you're not sure if you're there yet, but you want to try, absolutely go for it. Download the apps, you know, right. try and go on a date. But if you feel like, okay, I'm not here yet. This is uncomfortable. Like alert, alert. Delete them. Bye. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. They will no. still be there in a month, three months, a year, whatever you do feel ready. Right. And I do want to point out to anyone who doesn't know your story, you are like a dating app success story. Like just moved in with your boyfriend who you met. It's just two years ago right now, right? Yeah. Literally two years from this day, we actually started talking on an app. Um, so cute. And and that's one thing what I love about my story is he and I had matched two or three times before and had never messaged each other. And like he messaged me. We matched the third time. He messaged me and... It was a great first message. It was like, hey, how's it going? I also love the Jonas Brothers because I had something about loving the Jonas Brothers in my profile. Yes. And I didn't respond. And I don't know if I didn't see it, if I was just like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, I just didn't answer. Caught up in some other conversation that went nowhere. Like, exactly. There are a million things that could happen. But he followed up a week later and said, hey, figured I'd try this again. How was your weekend? And I immediately responded. I was like, I'm so glad you did. We started talking about which Jonas Brother was our favorite, which song <laughs> was our favorite. And two years later, I'm thank God. Just yeah. thank you know. And it's so nice. Like, look, I have a lot of friends and a lot of family who are in happy, loving, wonderful relationships. And they try to give me advice. But a lot of times they're people who have never been on dating apps. And I'm like, I just don't know if you like no offense. I just don't know if you get to have a say in all of this. Like it's hard out there. You have to be really intentional. So it's nice for you and what you do that you do have experience doing all of this. Like you've met people a million different ways. I've met people a million ways. I've gotten my heart broken a million ways. I have literally been put through the ringer. 
And so I'm in a way, I'm grateful that I have all these experiences Mm -hmm. because it helps me connect with other people over that shared stress, that shared anxiety, that shared feeling of like being broken and like, why is this not happening for me? It seems to be happening for everyone else. Like, is there something wrong with me? Like I've been there. I have felt that. And I promise you, if I can get through it and if I can find my person, so can you. (laughs) Okay. I want to get into actually all of what you just said a little later, but first, okay. Say you were waking up today. It's before you met your wonderful Jake. Okay. It's January. I want to restart dating. I want to really put myself out there this year. What is your first move? Good morning. Turn off alarm clock. Go brush your teeth, wash your face, walk the dog, whatever you do. That's what I do. Yeah. Eat a good breakfast. I hear that helps. Um, With dating or just with life? (laughs) With life. (laughs) Open up your dating app. You probably have a profile that exists from before you took a break or that existed yesterday. But today you want to be better. Today you want Mm -hmm. to set yourself up for more success. You need to start by fixing your profile. And I say fix because there are likely things wrong with it. There are likely things that you're doing that you have on there that are not serving you. And people underestimate how much a good profile can help. It's like you would never walk into an interview or send out your resume without rechecking it 17 times, making sure it properly describes the experience you have, the places you've worked, the skills that you know. But people take their dating apps, they rush through the onboarding process. They just want to set it up. They just want to start swiping. And so they upload whatever pictures they have. They write prompts that they think are going to be like clever. Like I'm overly competitive about everything. Oh my gosh. If I see one more of those. Typical Sunday, horizontal. And they say these things that they've seen that they thought once or twice was like funny or clever or witty. And they're like, okay, that is what people want to see. I'm just going to put that there. Check, check, check. Great. Now I can start swiping. You likely have a profile that says absolutely nothing about you. Mm -hmm. And that is such a big problem because think about it when you're swiping, you're looking at people's profiles for like three seconds, making a snap judgment about them. So A, you're looking for if you're attracted to them. B, you're looking for any little thing in their prompts that you can connect with them on. Right. And if your prompt says something like, or your bio or, or one prompt on your profile says something like, I'm overly competitive about everything. And um, after work, you can find me eating Japanese food. Like that that literally tells me nothing about you. Right. But guess what you could have instead? I'm actually pulling up some that I've worked on. Oh, yeah. Here's a perfect one. Somebody's profile previously said like, I won't shut up about my dog. Oh, cool. You have a dog. Right. Guess what? We're going to change it to. We are going to think about all of these things that define you and who you are and what you're about. And we're going to tell somebody. So we changed this person's thing and I'm going to change the dog's name for anonymity. I won't shut up about my dog Barkley, my breakfast obsessions, the Jonas Brothers, Peloton instructors, and finding the best burger in New York City. What's your favorite? Yeah. That gives someone so many different things to connect with you on. Right. That's so smart. I never thought of using a prompt to be like, here's four things about me. Because then by the end of their profile, you could have 10 things about you that are easy to connect on. Exactly. And so that's what you have to do. And so I help people with their profiles. I'm taking a break from it now, but I've, I've probably reviewed thousands and thousands of profiles throughout my career. 
what the first thing I do is I sit down and say, let's tell me about yourself. And as they're telling me about themselves, I write down a list and there'll be anywhere from like 20 to 50 bullets of places they've traveled to, things they like, you know, family members they're close with, their hobbies, what they like to do on the weekends, what food and drinks they like. And from there, we will work backwards and we will actually put these bits of information into their prompts. And we'll also find photos that show a story. Yes. Instead of just saying, here's a hot picture of me, let's actually put a hot picture of you in a shirt of a band that you love in at at a beach or at a cabin that you go to with your family every summer. So you're actually giving people more information about you. And that's the biggest, biggest, biggest piece of advice I have for profiles is make sure it's saying something about you. Right. One of my pictures on my hinge is at like a very recognizable spot in San Diego. And I get responses to it a lot because they're like, oh, we should go to, I won't say where it is because I don't want to help myself. But yeah, like we should go there sometime. And it's funny because I'm like, I didn't realize how important that is. And another thing, and I'm actually curious your take on this, something I had told my therapist was I really need to be with someone who's open to like working on themselves and is open to therapy and is like that kind of mental state. And she's like, then put something about therapy in your dating app. Yes. And exactly on my Bumble, I'll actually just find what exactly it says. It says something and I swear the first day I did it, that was all I got responses to. Oh, It's like in my about me. I was like, I love live music, a cold glass of white wine, and I'm a sucker for a man who goes to therapy. I love that. Thank you. There's actually hinged in research, and it was 89% of singles would prefer to date somebody who goes to therapy. Yes. And if you mention that you're in therapy on a first date, you're like 70 or 80. I don't have the actual number in front of me, but you're like that much more likely to get a second date. And I've encouraged people to put that on their profile as a question because I also think questions are so important to have to help start conversations. And so I've had somebody put like, the one thing I want to know about you is what's the last thing you learned about in therapy? That's so good. So, okay. So for people who are like, I'm getting back out there this year, if they're not in therapy, should they also start therapy? Like that feels like a good correlation here. 1000%. You have nothing to lose by doing it. Also, why not have somebody who is completely unbiased who you can just talk to about your dating life and they will help find patterns. They will help hold you accountable. They will help point out things like red flags that you might be ignoring based on like your past. And I think it's absolutely a no-brainer and yeah. what a perfect time to start. I, right. Start of the year, just start therapy. It's all fine. Um, yeah. My therapist has really – there'll be times that I'm so down on myself and then she'll be like, okay, but can we look at the pattern? Like you're improving with every man. Like we're doing better. So yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank exactly. goodness. Um, I guess one other tip that you have for someone who's like, I need to put myself out there. Like maybe it's even out in the wild. How do we – put ourselves in the right place. <laughs> First of all, when you are out in the wild, <laughs> put your damn phone away. That's a good put point. It down. You are not going to meet somebody, lock eyes with somebody, even notice someone that you're attracted to if you're staring at your phone. Yeah. Also, if you're staring at your phone and somebody sees you from across the room and they want to approach you, they don't feel like they can because you're in a way unapproachable. Right. You're not in the moment. You're not present and you're focusing on something else. So it pulls the opportunity away from somebody else to go up to you. So that's one thing in the wild. I think you know people literally ask me all the time, Alana, how do I meet people in real life? How do I meet people at a bar? How do I meet somebody not off like off of the apps? You have to put yourself in the position to, you know, 
Is it likely that you're just going to be on the train or on a bus and sitting across from somebody and lock eyes and fall in love? No. No. (laughs) But guess what? You can go to a singles mixer. You can go to a speed dating event. And all of the other people there are also putting themselves out there to meet somebody. And you know that they're single and you know that they want to have conversations. They want to be approached. They want to approach you. And so, yes, it might feel uncomfortable to go to speed dating. It might feel uncomfortable to go to a singles event or to go to a bar alone. But every time you do it, it'll feel a little bit less uncomfortable and you'll feel more confident. And even if you don't meet someone, What amazing practice you just had putting yourself out there. And like amazing. Also, if you hear whatever that sound is, it's a literal leaf blower outside my door. So that's super fun. Love Love that right now. Um, But it's such good like practice for those first date like jitters to just kind of get rid of them. And I feel like we meet people so much more in quote unquote the wild and we don't even realize we're doing it even when it's just like friends of friends. Yes. And sometimes you're just like, oh, that's just so-and-so's friend. Like I would never be interested. And it's like, don't. That's how we used to do this. (laughs) Literally. And that's another amazing way to meet people is, you know, ask your friends to set you up. You can't just assume that they're going to. And that's the thing where people are always like, oh, well, if they had someone to set me up with, they would set me up. Like we all are so focused on what's going on in our lives. Even if you're my best friend, I might not necessarily be thinking to look for people to set you up with at every moment. So you need to remind your friends, your family, your coworkers, whoever it is like, Hey, I'm trying to put myself out there. I'm not really feeling the dating apps right now. If you happen to know somebody who's single that you think I might hit it off with, like, let me know. I'm happy to go on a date with anyone. I literally drop like anyone who will listen. I'll just be like, yeah, I mean, any cute guys there or like whatever. Cause I'm just like, just so you're thinking about it. You never know. Exactly. And an even better way to do it is if you know somebody like, let's say you're a girl and you have a guy friend and he is the type of person that you get along with. Like his right. group of friends are the people that like you would ideally like to be with. You don't have to necessarily say like, hey, do you have someone single to set me up with? Because that might add a lot of pressure. And, you know, maybe they don't exactly know who would be the right person. But what you can do is say, next time you and your boys are going out, invite me. Yeah. It's so simple. I also think having like as a woman, having a certain – okay. I really believe that there are women you go out with that you might meet men with. And there are women you go out with who aren't like there's certain vibes. So finding the people who are open to when a guy approaches your group, they don't really care. Some, do you ever notice that some girls are like, he's, this guy's talking to us. And I'm like, I thought he was cute. Like, did we have to scare him away? So exactly. Or you could end up with the competitive friend where if a guy approaches you both or your group, you instantly know like you're into this guy, but so are they. And now it's going to become a challenge of who gets him. Oh, see, either either I'm accidentally secretly that friend <laughs> or all my friends are like generally in relationships. And so they often are like, yeah, have at it, Erica. Um, but yeah, I think it, finding a group of girls who are down to go out and up for whatever happens that night is super important too for people Absolutely. in the wild. But it can be hard because sometimes when all your girlfriends are in relationships, they don't necessarily – want to go out. (laughs) Yeah, understandably. But you know what? You know, I think that's one thing that we deal with, especially going through our 20s and 30s is being on different timelines than our friends or, you know, for those who are single, your friends get into relationships and you feel left behind or you feel Mm -hmm. like you don't get to see that person any as much anymore. And I'm sure it would like hurt their heart to know that you're feeling this way. Right. They might just not be realizing it. And so 
it is absolutely okay to say to your friend, like, I miss you. I feel like we haven't had like us time in a while. Like, can we plan a drinks night? Or, you know, like I'm really struggling, but I really want to meet someone. Like, are you down to come out and wingman me? Right. And like, I'm throwing a party for Valentine's Day in New York and I'm so that people can meet other single girlfriends to go out with and to wing woman them with. And that's being followed by a singles mixer a few days later called it's we're calling it a fuck Valentine's Day party. But my best friend who is now married, yeah, she wants to come and I'm getting her a shirt that says wing woman. And I'm telling everyone that they if they need help, yeah. or if they just like they see someone across the, the room, but they're afraid to go up to them, they can find her and she will facilitate Stop. that introduction. So that get yourself so a wing cute. woman. Yes. Get yourself a wing woman. It's interesting. The whole like timelines thing and feeling left behind by friends. Um, I don't ever – I have girlfriends, like so many, who are married, long relationships, engaged. I never feel like it's hard that like they forget about me as a person. Like I think my friends have been very good about that. But there is that mental place of feeling left behind. Like they're all moving on with their lives. And as much as they invite me to things and like things haven't changed in that way, I'm just like, how how do I stop feeling this way? And I, I mean, you're not like supposed to have the answer, but – perhaps some insight on it. (laughs) No, I mean, this is something I really, really struggled with when I was single. And to to be candid, like I went to five weddings last year. I have like 15 this year. And I saw you go to all of these weddings. And at one point you were in a relationship, but for the most part you were single. And in my mind, I was like, thank God I'm not in Erica's shoes right now because I don't know, like, I don't know how I would get through that because my singlehood was defined by me defining myself Mm -hmm. for being single and looking down upon myself and saying, I'm not good enough because nobody wants to be with me or I'll be happy when I get a boyfriend. And it's such a toxic, unhealthy conversation that we have with ourselves and that we tell ourselves like, we're not good enough. We're not worthy Mm -hmm. if we're single when I was crushing it in my career. I, I had know. the coolest apartment ever. I had great friendships. Like all of these other amazing things were happening for me. But the only thing I could focus on was the fact that I was single. Yeah. And it's so taxing. It is so exhausting. And it's not fair to ourselves that we view ourselves that way. Right. It's such a – it's like I don't know why and I think it happens to women more than men. Also, it's okay. I heard those sirens. It is what it is today. <laughs> We're, we've got, you know, work happening. We've got sirens. Um, Oh, I think this happens so much more to women than to men where like – we're just so defined by being single. And I don't necessarily know why. I think it's a society thing. But I'm like, how do we let go of that? Because I was telling my mom at Christmas, I think I literally said to her, and this was a couple of weeks ago, so I felt better about dating at this time. And I was like, I feel really good about myself right now. And I feel like I'm in a really good place to meet someone. Fast forward three weeks and I'm like, I need a break. I need to literally not think about it for a while. But it's like, first of all, how does it change that fast, the way you feel? And second, why only women? (laughs) I know. It it really is unfortunate. I mean, most of Jake's friends, there are some that are like in very serious relationships and the other half are so single, but they're like, okay with it. And it doesn't keep them up at night. And they aren't me to themselves the way that we are. And I think part of it, a huge part of it has to be social media. You know, like we're so much more addicted to it than men Mm -hmm. and we 
compare ourselves to other people. So we see all these happy relationships. I mean, I even when I was single, I was just like scrolling through TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, like I want to find someone who's going to do TikTok dances with me. It's like, did I even want that? No. Does Jake do you guys TikTok? even do that? Absolutely not. He would literally <laughs> kill me if I tried to make him do one. But it's just like we have so much FOMO and we see these things and we think less of ourselves if we don't have that. And I think there's got to be some sad out there about social media usage Mm -hmm. for women versus men. And I imagine it's so clear, like the more you're on social media, the worse your mental health is. Right. And I, I can't, there's no way that that is not a contributing factor. Yeah. It's so weird. I think about taking breaks from social media all the time, but I think obviously with what we both do, it's like, how? There's no real option. So I did it once. You did? I did it while I was at Hinge. It was actually right before I released For reference, the Alana worked at Hinge yes, before. I worked yes. at Hinge for she a little over two years. Um, out. <laughs> I was running their social media. Yeah. And I was going through a breakup and I was in a really bad place. It was actually, the breakup happened in like July of whatever year. And then, you know, struggling healing really, really like in it yeah. uh, throughout the fall. Um, winter, I met someone else. We were in like a situation ship for two and a half months. And then come January, me and my ex reconnected and we wanted to see if we oh. could like try and be friends. And so we caught up. Um, we met up in person. We ended up like sitting at a bar for six hours until it closed. He ended up coming over. We ended up having a sleepover. We said all of these things that like I would have killed to hear for so long. Yeah. And, it was like, he was like, I haven't been with anyone else. Like I had to make our breakup worth it. If I was going to be with anyone, it'd be you. And so the next day I was basically like, well, if we still have all these feelings for each other, why the fuck are we not trying right. to make this work? What are we doing? And, and he flipped out. He was like, I knew this was too soon. I knew you weren't ready. Like I take everything back. Like I didn't say any of that. I didn't mean any of that. Like you're not okay. This isn't okay. And we have not spoken since. It's been years. Seems but, um, like the right call. Just kidding. But... I did actually run. I did actually re- see, run into him at an engagement party recently. Anywho, okay. all this to say, I was in a really, really, really dark place, and I decided to take a break from social media because I was just obsessively checking to see: Did he watch my story? Did yeah. he story? Did he post anything? Did anybody tag him in, in anything? Like, where is he? What's he doing? And it was the unhealthiest cycle Mm -hmm. ever. And I would feel like shit every time I would like look to see if he posted something and he never would, but I would still check 25 times a day or an hour. And so I decided to, I was like, I can't be on social media. Like I need to put up some barrier. And so I actually didn't trust myself to just like delete. Not go on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a friend change my password and I, I still did my work. I still went on the Hinge Instagram account every day for work. But you wouldn't but check his from the Hinge account? No. That's okay. Still a good amount of like self, you know. I mean, he was private anyway. So oh, I couldn't. So you wouldn't have been able to. I wouldn't oh, have been okay. able to. Okay. And so it was the most freeing thing in the entire world. And it helped me heal probably 20 times faster than I would have. Like I met someone else a month later, we started dating and the pandemic broke out, blah, blah, blah. Right. But it was incredible. And I, for anyone who's going through a breakup or just a tough time, I could not recommend it more highly. Huh. I maybe should take some time off social media, but I will say the one, 
the one like real beauty of the sauce breakup that I went through um, was that he's not on social media. So I Love I had that. none of that like struggle of wanting to check his, wondering if he looked at my stuff. Like I freely posted. I was openly hurting online. Like I feel like I started having people reach out like, you good? And I'm like, no, I'm – yeah. But like it's just yeah. how I'm expressing it right now. And there was so much freedom and I do think it was a healthier breakup because there was no like accidental check-in, you know? Yeah. And and one other thing you can do if, you know, you're not trying to be off social media, but you are going through a breakup, you know you're going to struggle with checking someone's, their, your ex's story or if they right. watched yours, whatever. I actually did this with a girl I was doing dating coaching for. And I said, check it as much as you want. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I need you to promise me that every single time you check it, you're going to send me an emoji. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the same emoji every time. And she was like, okay, I can do that. And so what ended up happening was our entire conversation would be skunk, 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 skunk emojis. And she would do it, but then she would feel guilty for doing it. And she would also realize how it made her feel, not just in that moment, but she had to take a moment to pause after she did it to then open the text, send it to me and be like, oh, like, I didn't even get anything positive out of that. Like, right. why did I do it? And the more skunk emojis would build up, the less she would want to do it. Right. And it took like two months, but eventually she stopped. So there you go. So if you you need an accountability person, find your friend and just be like, yeah. I'm going to tell you every time I look. I do that without having a plan. It's like anytime I've, anytime. I think I've reached out to my ex twice. We've spoken twice. And like, I will immediately tell my friends, like, because I, I literally can't keep anything to myself. So I'm like, hey guys, um, I texted him. <laughs> um, but it's good because it does keep me. I actually, literally, yesterday was like, I really want to ask him about something that had been going on in his life that was a little more serious. But I was like, but you know what? I don't want to have to do is tell Alana tomorrow that I reached out to him yesterday. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I so knew you- I would if, yeah. So you didn't do it? No. Wow. I was like, I want to be able to say it's been like such a long time, whatever. So I did do Proud it. Proud of you. Proud Thank of you. you. Thank you. Did you want to do it because you genuinely, truly wanted to know for his sake what the update was and if everything was okay? Or did you do it? Did you want to do it because in your mind, it was showing that you were caring and it was a way into a conversation? Oh, no. It was the first for this, okay. for this specific yes. thing. Okay. In that's a good question though, because I can't remember. I texted him about something very stupid once, just knowing I was kind of like testing the waters on like what's our level at. And it was actually super in a way bad, in a way good. But it was bad because things felt just like they always felt. We chatted a little bit. It was very flirty. I was drunk at one point. He was drunk at one point. And nothing ever crossed a line. Right. But it felt really good. And then I was like, well, we should really catch up. And he was like, what do you mean? I thought we had been catching up. And I was like, I meant like on the phone. He's like, I don't want to talk on the phone. And I was like, oh, okay. But it was a really good boundary to learn, like whatever. And also I'm going to be visiting the city that he lives in in the summer. And so I like had been wanting to tell him that. And so then ultimately at that point I was like, okay, but just I kind of want to tell you, by the way, I'm going to be there in this time, whatever. Um, and we made no plans to see each other. It just like f- would feel weird if I went and said nothing. I don't know. Yeah. No, um, I understand. Yeah. But that's such a good question. Ask yourself if you're like wanting to reach out to an ex for 
something you think is a good reason. Especially ask yourself this, especially if it is their birthday and you're thinking to text them because I don't care if it is two days after you broke up or two months or two years. Right. There is literally no good reason to text your ex happy birthday. There is no good reason. I feel like I'm going to be mad if I don't hear from him on my birthday. That probably means I need some. But but here's the thing. If you were to hear from him on your birthday, you wouldn't just be able to say thanks. True. And that's Not in this moment. Right. Okay. Exactly. That's that's true. And that's why you shouldn't text them on their birthday because – you're not just saying happy birthday. It's a way into a conversation. And guess what? If they don't respond, you're not going to be happy. If they just respond and say, thanks, you're You're not not going to be be happy. happy. (laughs) If they respond and start a conversation, you're going to get excited for a minute. And then the conversation is not going to go anywhere. And you're going to get so hurt again for no reason. Do not text your ex on their birthday. She makes a strong case for that, guys. Um, Okay, well, then fine. I will no longer be hoping to hear from him on my birthday. Don't worry. I've done it. (laughs) I mean, like we all have. Yeah. You know what's so great, though, is I had my ex who had cheated on me. His birthday passed this summer. And it was like I woke up one day like three weeks later and was like, oh, I totally forgot it was his birthday. Like, yes, it's in no existence to me. And I only think it even came to me because I saw like a mutual friend Post, like something. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's weird, which is great. That's um, like that point in a breakup where you realize like, oh, I haven't thought of them in an hour or in a day. Cool. Like, I'm going to yeah. be okay. Everything's yeah. going to be fine. Mine was the first time I was walking around or maybe I was out at a bar and I thought like, I think I want to like talk to that man. And I was yeah. like, wait, wait, wait I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Bless <Exactly>. you. <laughs> Um, okay. So one of the questions that I thought was so interesting, cause I had never thought of it like this was how do you tell if, sorry, how do you tell if you actually like someone versus just liking the validation you get from them? This is such an important question yeah, and something that so many people fail to consider. And I was the guiltiest of this. I would come home from every date just hoping that they liked me, hoping that they were going to text me, that they were going to ask me on another date. I was never sitting there thinking, did I have a good time? Do I like them? Do I feel a connection to them? Never. I think one thing that set it apart for me is realizing if I was anxious about the person after the date Mm -hmm. or if I was comfortable and felt good. Okay. And that was the biggest factor for me in differentiating did they like me? Do I feel validated versus do I like them? Because I could sit there in a pit of anxiety, dying for them to text me, feeling like I'm not going to be okay if I don't hear from them, if we don't go on a second date. But that feeling, that first of all, it's not healthy at all. No, It's a huge red flag that there's other anxieties that you need to work out in therapy. Right. Um, <laughs> but if you're feeling that way, you're not even focusing on or allowing yourself to decide, well, how do I feel about them? Right. And so I think it's important to, you know, come back from a date and really think about it. Like, did I like the side that they brought out in me? Did I feel comfortable? Was I thinking about what I'm going to say next or did it flow? Like Mm -hmm. if I were to see them again, here are these other things I would really want to learn about them. And I think figuring out those things and 
really trying to quiet the voice in your head that's like, are they going to text you back? Or check your phone a million times and see like, is there a text from them? Is there a text from right. them? Have they watched your story yet? Like, tell all your friends about it. Like, just sit there and reflect. And maybe even have a, one friend that you call or a journal you write in after every single date so you can actually track your inner thoughts and feelings and compare them maybe right. after each first date. So I think it's really figuring out like how did you feel on yeah. the date and how do you feel after? And that's actually what helped me realize how special Jake was because I had gone on a few dates with this other guy, let's call him Brad, and <laughs> I was obsessing over Brad. Like I literally thought I was going to die if I didn't get another date with Brad every oh single time after we would see each other. And right. my first date with Jake, I left and I thought like, well, that was fun. I won't die if I don't see him again, but I had a good time and like he was nice and cute. And he texted me immediately after and said, I had a great time and would love to see you again. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Amazing. I can do that. This and is how it should be. Exactly. And it continued to be like that. It was comfortable and it was easy. And I felt safe. I yeah. didn't feel like I had to try hard. I didn't feel like I had to be cool or dress the coolest or like have the best jewelry and perfume on. Like I just felt comfortable and right. not anxious. And so I think it's figuring out if you feel anxious or if you feel comfortable and confident with someone that is going to really help you determine, do you like them? Yeah, literally. And like, obviously it didn't end well, but that was the biggest thing with this last ex was like, I felt so comfortable and so safe. And I was like, wow, this might be like the first time in my life that I actually was like, no, I like them. Like, yeah, we're leading with that. So it's, it's so important to learn and it's hard to learn. So I hard. even went on what I call the worst date of my life. And even after that, I was like, that's weird. He never texted me. That must mean he didn't even like me either. And it's like, who cares? Right. It doesn't matter. It, it literally doesn't matter. It saved me a horrible text of being like, I do not want to see you again. So, um, and then the last thing I do want to ask you about is what are like in today's age, what do we do in terms of like dating norms, old school mentality? Like, I feel like I'm a fuck it. I'm going to text first person. But a lot of people will say that's not really how you score the guy. First of all, <laughs> this is why we're friends. I know. I know. Same. You posted something about this recently and I was like, we have to talk about this. Here's the thing. You know, there are going to be people who say never text them first. There are going right. to be people who say he has to pay for every single date until you're official oh or gosh. forever. There are going to be people who say like, do not make like you can't make a plan. He has to make every single plan. Otherwise, he's not that into you. Like there are going to be people and movies and books that tell mm -hmm. you all of these things. The only thing that truly matters is what feels right to you. Yeah. If you want to text them, if you have something to say, if you saw something and it reminded you of a conversation that you had on your date with them last night, you do not have to wait for them to text you. Right. You are allowed to pick up the damn phone and send a text and say, oh my God, I can't believe this happened, but I just ran into blah, 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 who said this thing. I couldn't believe it. What a coincidence. Right. You are allowed to say, I had a great time and would love to see you again. You are allowed to say, let's grab drinks at this place. And guess what? I have talked to so many of my straight heterosexual guy friends mm -hmm. and they have said that when they 
are approached by a girl or a girl asks them out or a girl texts them first or a girl makes the plan, they think it's hot because they are so sick of having to do everything. Right. And girls don't do it. So when girls actually make the first move or, you know, send that text or ask them out or send the follow up, they're like, wow, what a breath of fresh air. This girl is confident. And now I'm even more attracted to her. And I think it helps you like trim the fat a little faster. Like if a guy, there was, I went on this first date, seemed to be really great. This is like a year ago now and kissed me after the date, literally was like, wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Like all these things that I'm like, okay, so good sign. The next day I saw something that reminded me of this brewery we were at and texted it to him. He answered, but very short. And then he basically ghosted me from there. And it's like, I'm glad I wasn't waiting around for three days hoping, you know, like that was that. I knew right away. Yeah. That's another thing is like, if you're sitting there waiting for them to text you, you would so much rather know. It's yeah. the same thing. Like if if you have no idea where you're at with them, you've been on five dates, you're in limbo. Nobody's brought up any conversation. Right. You have no idea if they're seeing other people, but you know that you like them. Guess what? If you tell them where you're at and ask them where they're at, all that's going to happen is you're going to find out where they're at. Right. They're not going to suddenly decide, I don't like Alana because she asked me yeah. what's going on in my mind. I don't like her because know. she told me how she feels. Knowing is always better than the feeling of not knowing, the feeling of helplessness, the feeling of having no control over the situation and being in the dark. And even if the answer is not what you wanted to hear, yeah. guess what? You were going to find that out sooner or later. And you'd rather find that out and begin the healing process, begin right. to move on and move on to find that person who is going to be on the same page as you. Right. It's, it's so, it's so, I like hear a lot from not necessarily close friends, but like people in my orbit who will be like, do not text him first. I'm like, wait, hold on. Because there's this one situation and God, I hope they would never listen to this. I went out with like a mutual friend. I don't think it was a date. But I was open to it being a date. And you know what? I put out really bad vibes like I know I did because I there was so much going on. And I'm like, okay, if I want to open that door, I need to be the one who then reaches out, makes a plan because I'm the one who gave weird, weird vibes. Yeah, totally. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. And guess what? If this person likes you, they're going to be ecstatic that you reached right. out. Right. And that your vibes were incorrect. <laughs> you were getting off the just, wrong thing. Yeah. I wasn't feeling well. It was like so bad. Yeah. yeah. But it's like we're taught to just be so scared of being forward. Listen, when I first met Jake, sorry to go back to the story, but I, I do think there's just so many takeaways from yeah. how we met and, and our early stages of dating. You know, I was in a group chat with two people, a a guy and a girl who are like big in the dating world. And I'm not going to mention their names, obviously, but they wanted to like help me text Jake. And when I would send them screenshots of what he was saying, and my thing is like, I'm not really going to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want. Like that is who I am. (laughs) But I was trying. I'm like, let's, this is an experiment. Let's try. And, you know, the day of our first date, we had planned it on like, Saturday. The first date was on a Monday and I hadn't heard from him. It was like 12 o'clock, one o'clock. Like I had not heard from him. And so I texted this group chat of, you know, my little writer's room people. And I was like, I haven't heard from him. And she said, absolutely do not follow up. Like 
that is his job. Like if he hasn't confirmed yet, like you're you made other plans. You're not I going hate on that this rule. And and the guy said, Oh, Alana, don't even think about showing up to this restaurant. Like he's standing you up. Like if he hasn't confirmed yet, like there's no way. And I'm like, that seems really weird. Like maybe he's having a busy day at work. Like right. I don't know. Like I'm just gonna say something. Like, Alana, do not do that. That's so embarrassing. Like five o'clock comes around. I text him. I said, like, hey, like, are you still on for tonight? And he was like, Yeah, I was just about to text you, like crazy day at work, but I'll see you at seven. And I sent it to them and they were like, Don't respond. I'm like, let me at least heart it. And they're like, no, do not give him yeah, your let warmth. Let me at least prove to him that I'll be there. Right. They're like, no, like he doesn't deserve your warmth. And I'm like, what? And I, Wait, I why are we so on the defense immediately? Right? <sighs> and it was like that the whole time. I, and I ended up getting to a point where instead of – I mean, I obviously stopped going to them for this after right. a while. But I stopped asking and I started just sending them screenshots of like what I was saying. And they were like – as if they were like rolling over in their graves. Like they could not believe – the nerve I had to like write a full sentence and, you know, like double text in some cases. And it was just like mind blowing to me. And and I've looked back on those texts with him and he's like, if you acted the way they were telling you to act, there is a 0% yeah. chance that we would have ended up together because that is not okay. And I would not have liked you. Yeah. See, so it all, it always just goes back to like, just freaking be yourself. Who cares? Who cares? And also, like, on your dating apps, make sure you kind of show people who you are because otherwise they have no idea. Those are our two big takeaways. Be yourself and be yourself loudly. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be afraid to double text. Be yourself. You're allowed to say ha 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 after every sentence <laughs> if you really want. If that is who you are, if that is how you talk to your friends, go for it. I do it. Erica I say does it. so many ha ha's. So many ha ha's. My I best can't... friend once was like, are you okay? Like... Like trying to talk to a boy and I'm showing her and she's like, stop saying ha ha I, I saw a hilarious uh, meme. I wish I had it. I'll try and find it and send it to you. But it was like millennials will be like, I can't come into work. My grandma died, LOL. Literally, yes. Like, <laughs> like we, we just put it not. on everything. It's, it's so horrible. But if that's who you are, embrace it. Have at it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is very fun. I feel like there will be more of these because... I am so lost in dating that I can't help my listeners. So we need more Alana. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. Also, the second we hang up, we're going to book another seeing other people recording. Perfect. But someday, someday in some form, we're going to be doing something together. We absolutely are. Um, where can people find you? All the good things. Yes. Seeing other people wherever you listen to podcasts, seeing other people on Instagram, Alana Dunn on TikTok. You guys... I just love Alana so much. Thank you for doing that and being here. I really, truly believe we will definitely have her back again in the future. And with that being said, I'm super excited because I do want to be putting more guests on here. Um, I definitely have you know some people in my life I'd like to come on here. But if there's anyone that comes to mind that you think like, wow, they'd be a great guest. And by the way, who is reasonable? Like I'm going to love you if you suggest like Taylor Swift, but obviously that's not going to happen. So anyone that you could see me being a great fit with and you would like to hear something from them, I am always happy to extend the knowledge on here way beyond myself. So hit me up on Instagram if you have someone that you want me to talk to. That's Erica Shea with three A's. And in the meantime, make sure you rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend. And I will see you guys or I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. Love you. Bye.